fresh, 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 fresh off of the heels of NXT TakeOver number XXX, better known as 30. It is just Sideline Junkies WrestleManiacs. As always, I am joined by the big guy, KG. I'm joined by the Nubian Sumo. I am the People's Choice, John Rodriguez. We're not going to waste anybody's time. We're jumping right into the 30th TakeOver and the impression and the feeling from the main event. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross is our new champion. I can't even, it took me a moment to be able to get those words out of my mouth because I was not expecting him to beat Keith Lee now. Maybe down the road, but now, out of nowhere, is that just refresh writing and, and perspective and opportunity? Or is that a bad decision to take the belt off for Keith Lee at the moment? Or is that a good decision because Lee may be getting called up? I mean, there's always a, a couple different things going on in the WWE. But, James, I'm going to uh, jump on because I know KG has something to say. So, James, I'm going to ask you first, get the Nubian Sumo's perspective on what you think about Karrion Cross winning the NXT championship at TakeOver 30. What? Did I tell you when I when not when Keith Lee won the North American champ the North American and the NXT championship? I said they painted themselves into a corner where they're gonna have to give Kieran Cross the belt. They, they 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 there's no way around it, and that's exactly what happened. Now, like you said, they're either gonna call Keith Lee up. They think that he's better without the he's better at chasing the belt rather than having the belt. Whatever the case may be, they painted themselves into this corner, and this is how it had to turn out. So I'm not surprised at all that they put the belt on him tonight. They created a monster, and now they got to lay in the bed they've made. Do you think that they would do a rubber match at Payback? Just to be different, since you're doing two pay-per-views back-to-back in a rather quick fashion, you think they would slide uh, that into a payback match? I don't think so. You think they'll just keep it on the black and gold, let it play out on Wednesday? They're going to keep it on the NXT brand. Now, I wouldn't be surprised to see Keith Lee on that pay-per-view. True. It would have been better. Make an appearance on that pay-per-view. It would have been better if this was January and he lost the belt, but then ends up next week as a Royal Rumble. <laughs> he wins the Royal Rumble match. That would make more sense to me. But, KG, I know you've got an opinion, and I know you're ready to talk about it, but we're going to hold that for letting on this joke. Go ahead. What's your thoughts on that? Actually blown that Keith Lee lost tonight. Great, great match all together. I watched all of it from beginning to end. And when Keith Lee got up on the rope, uh, you know, you could see when he whispered to Karrion Cross, let's go home. So, and I kind of figured it was going to end there, but I didn't see it going that way. So I'm just kind of pissed off that he didn't win it. Uh, but like you guys always say, it's bigger plans coming. Um, 
I think I think maybe if he gets called up, maybe that'll be the shot in the arm that the main roster needs. Just yeah. saying. That could be a possibility. Now we'll see that um, there was two things in this match that stuck out to me. The first one was a little bit weird because <laughs> I didn't know how to react to the developmental talent clapping at the end of Cross's entrance, like as an ovation. It's like he is the heel. You're not supposed to, you know, give him great job. I love your entrance. Uh, so it was kind of weird and comical. But the other thing that I did get worried about, Keith, I still didn't think he was going to lose, but in typical, normally, Nia Jax match fashion, it became a handicap match because the post came into play again. So the moment I saw Keith Lee going to the post, like, oh, it's not looking good for you, man. So those are uh, two things on just a a wild out-of-the-pocket thing. I know we've talked about, you know, the, the unfair tag team of the post coming into play many times. But uh, did you guys peep that, though, about them clapping at the end of uh, Cross's uh, entrance? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I, and I was thinking, you know, like like any like any of the regular audience would have done, I'm thinking they did that because they were applauding. They weren't applaud, necessarily applauding them. They were applauding the entrance, the theatrics of the entrance. So, I mean, it didn't really matter to me either way how they did that. But, uh, yeah, I caught that, too. No, just, it was just weird because, I mean, with them being more of a, a hardcore heel, I guess, for lack of a better term, versus uh, Chris Jericho and everybody singing Judas, you know, kind of two different things because Jericho's persona is, yeah, I'm the bad guy, but you love to hate me or you love to love me or I don't really care. And then Cross is, you know, coming from Killer Cross, and now it's just that, yeah, it's an ominous entrance. And he's like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, like you're watching a, a Broadway production. It's like, um, why are y'all clapping for that? I know it's cool, but you're not supposed to clap for it. He's the bad guy. You're supposed to just talk about it like, yo, that was a cool entrance. You're not supposed to clap for we'll, we'll talk about bad guy switches in a minute, I'm sure. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I mean, I kind of, I get what you're saying, but you know, we're in, we're, we're in weird times right now when it comes to wrestling, you know, there's no, yeah. no such thing as kayfabe, no such thing as a baby face or a heel anymore. You know, know, it's, it's tragic. We're just in weird times right now. So yeah. Darn COVID-19 ruins everything, but it didn't ruin what is still, in my opinion, and I'm quite sure you guys would agree the staple when it comes down to pay-per-views in the WWE right now, the litmus test really is based off of takeovers. And I think overall it was a really good show. Just to put it all in perspective for those that are listening didn't get a chance to catch and for some reason doesn't have the WWE Network free or paid. Uh, we opened with uh, Finn Balor defeating uh, Thatcher. And then we had um, the North American title ladder match between Mr. Johnny Takeover, I had to throw the Mr. in there just to give him a little extra stamp. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest versus Bronson Reed versus the Velveteen Dream versus Cameron Grimes with Damian Priest 
getting a nod and becoming your new North American champion. In my opinion, and I'll, I'll stay the next two matches and then let you guys comment, but in my opinion, I'm shocked to say it, the match of the night to me was Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole. Even though Adam Cole, baby, won, that to me was match of the night. And then last but not least, we had Io Shirai retaining her NXT Women's Championship versus Dakota Kai, an accompaniment uh, with uh, Raquel Gonzalez. So match of the night for me, McAfee versus Cole. McAfee has shown upon every pontification of capability that you wouldn't expect for this match to be. In my opinion right now, he is probably the best football athlete to have competed in the match or just his first match of any kind with WWE that I can recall. I mean, it was, it was a damn good match. And if you didn't know his background, you could have said, okay, he could be a development of talent. You know, just a couple little nitpicky things here or there. But overall, he is the best, you know, and I'm going all the way from the Lawrence Taylors and and uh, the, the Carmelones and and Rodmans and, and, and uh, Refrigerator Perrys and, and everybody else that's come up and just, you know, from the sports world just jumped in. Well, second, maybe Floyd Mayweather because <laughs> Floyd put that work in on Big Show. Uh, but outside of, you know, Money Floyd, because that was just a pop, pop, pop. And then let me just run out the ring, rightfully so, since he broke his nose. Um, I can't speak any more highly of that that match. They did a hell of a good job. But that's just me. So, KG, that was my match of the night and how I felt about it. What about you? What do you think your match of the night was? Main event. Easily carrying cross match of the night because it was a ebb and flow. It was really good. Um, I just, I wish it would have turned out different. Uh, but hey, can't always have everything the way you want. But I really think that was a, a match of the night. I mean, they put on a show. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were backstage and telling everybody we're going to have a match of the night because they, they put on a real good show. Just my opinion. Okay, I respect that. What about you, Mr. Sumo? Well, first of all, you have proven... Once the... Okay, can y'all hear me? Yeah, you're you're good to go. Uh, yeah, we started talking bad about things, and you know those guys yeah, in the truck. I, I said, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Your your fellow WWE marks the single most best one shot performance from a for, from a former football player or athlete is D'Angelo Williams when he was the, when he did his one shot in Impact. The only thing that didn't make his match perfect was the fact that he did a splash off the top and the table didn't break. 
He overshot the tape. Other than that, he had a perfect match. Now, I, I, Pat, I agree. Now, uh, Pat McAfee, uh, Pat, mm-hmm. Pat, this Pat McAfee is it's McAfee, not McAfee. Okay. Let me get that straight. Okay. <laughs> it's McAfee. And they said it on the show. It's McAfee. Now, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, I had no interest in this match at all until his promo last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I knew he had it in him just from his commentary and seeing uh, snippets of his uh, podcast and everything. I knew he had it in him, but once he once the light turned green, I was like, wow. And that's when they turned Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era babyface. He became yeah. the heat in that in that situation. And they turned him babyface. So where does this put Adam Cole in the undisputed era now? Is my question. But I would agree that the Pat McAfee Adam Cole match was match of the night for me as well. So you're outvoted, KG. <laughs> That's okay. You're outvoted, sir. It's not a matter of being outvoted. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. McAfee had everything down packed. His promo skills were, were you're right, last week, man, was just, damn, that was the best promo on the whole show. So, I mean, he was ready. He was amped. He was jacked up. He delivered. The, I want to know who wrote it <laughs> because well, that person I, needs I, to I don't do know more writing. I don't know who wrote it, but I can tell you who trained it. Rip Rogers trained him. Mm-hmm. Well, that was for them to call for them to call his kick, his kick finisher the touchback. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, there's been rumors and a little scuttlebutt about him maybe coming to do something a little bit more often, and I, I would happily enjoy seeing that but the the key is going to be they need to have again that baron corbin level heel because if he walks in the door he's getting primetime status he's on that that lesnar level of attraction in my opinion based off his performance and he could do whatever needs to be done when it needs to be done because to, I would not want to see that be the one shot, the one timer. Okay, yeah, uh, I really performed at a takeover, and I just marked it off my bucket list, and I'm done. We need more than that because if he obviously, like you said, trained and, and they, they worked some things out and, and those spots, everything, even the, the the jump up to the top rope and the backflip and all that stuff. I mean, uh, it just looked good. So that's all I got to say about that one. As they somehow managed to become match of the night over a ladder match or a strong performance from Finn Balor. And uh, still a really entertaining match between EO and Dakota. I mean, they were stacked up. So 
uh, kudos to uh, uh, McAfee for you know that and Adam Cole because Cole was no slouch either. So I would hope that based off of this, to, in my opinion, to answer your question, James, this may be that catalyst to say, okay, let's go ahead and slide the era up. And because there's really nothing else for them to do in NXT. We've got uh, Tommaso Ciampa coming back next week. So what, which is also a sucky thing because that, we still had that ratings war with AEW, but do you need the Undisputed Era or do you need to build more people up to be better and to have a, a better bench than just relying on the Undisputed Era? But it's as we talked about before, it's time for them to be called up time for a lot of folks to be called up to continue to shake up uh, the Raw and SmackDown rosters. So we'll see. And speaking of Raw and SmackDown, we've got the Mad Max thing to talk about, the Thunderdome. KG, I'm going to let you start because I know you are already feeling some kind of way about it. As I've said on several occasions this week um, on Twitter, I'm not happy with, I'm not going to say not happy. I'm not okay with. Uh, no whistles. <laughs> I'm not okay with Thunderdome because WWE needs to go ahead and cut the check. Stop playing. Stop bullshitting. Cut the check because the people's choice, Don Rodriguez, once again, has came up with another idea that they've taken and ran with to make more money off of, but yet and still, our pockets are bay. I'm hungry, cuz. <laughs> it's not about, I don't even need to check. Just give us the, the, the job. Put, put us on a payroll for just an independent podcasting group of awesomeness that just speaks their mind with free reign. But yet, we're getting a WWE check. Okay, maybe it's about the money. <laughs> but yeah, we did talk about that. And the 24-7 championship. And other things. So we appreciate you guys and gals and creative listening to what we have to say. Or somehow reading the tweets that were sent out back in March in preparation for WrestleMania talking about video walls and stuff like that. So, you know, we appreciate you and thank you for taking our concepts and bring it to fruition to make it better and grander than uh what i even envisioned at that stage of the game for wrestlemania um the set looked really good it was good to see pyro um we know that that there's it wrapped around to what i could tell right behind the announcers the video wall that is and then um We'll probably never see the other side, which is on the hard camera side. So everything will be there. And that, that's a perspective that we'll have. We know that the entrances have the preferential treatment and uh, the video wall takeover. So it, it's interesting. There's a lot of rules and stuff as we were talking about doing our production meeting, going over some because myself and the big guy will be participating in SummerSlam during the uh, final hour, main event time, whatever that may be. Uh, so we had to pay attention to exactly what, what's needed. So positioning and, and location of where each individual person is and, and the timing that they flip and, and what else is, is going on is still going to be a work in progress. I think there's still 
figuring it out. But uh, it was good to see some faces in the crowd that were not performance uh, employees. It was interesting to hear some audio, but it was kind of, how would I say, consistent and, audio. And so, like, uh, it was, it was And um, I mean, the laser show and all that stuff was cool. I think the Fiend's entrance on SmackDown was really well done. I would have liked to see the the Fireflies incorporated somehow in there uh, on the video walls. That is. So I mean, tell me what you guys think. I mean, there was a lot of, of things to to take in from a, a production standpoint. Which one person uh, on Twitter pretty much said that they really created the main display, you know, video entrance from SmackDown when they're doing the um, the, the lead-in reel and everything else, and that that contraption and, and arena is pretty much what they built. But uh, tell me what you guys think about the yeah, Thunderdome. I myself think it's overkill. I was. I was too busy looking at everything in the background and all everything around it than I was watching the match. Well, do you think that that would be the same case three weeks from now? Because the set's not going to change. Only thing that'd be different is just people popping in and out. So, do you think it'll go back to uh, the ring focus again, or maybe watching it for they the second time? They just need to tone. They just need to tone it down. I mean, I'm sure they. I'm sure they overdid it because it's their first time and they wanted to, you know, make a spectacle out of it because it's new. It's the new toy. But they just did too much like the Fiend's entrance and all those lasers. I mean, you couldn't even see him. You couldn't even see him coming down. coming out. No, you could actually you could actually see him. It was back. It was James, go back and watch. Watch a couple of those games. Once we hit the red out and, and, and it was dark, I mean, really, he was the whole arena was dark, so that way you could see the lantern. Right. But once the, once they saw the lantern and the, all the red lights came up and all the lasers and smoke and the, and the whatever and all the displays that were supposed to be the people have changed to whatever the crap that was, uh, so it, 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 it's just overkill. So the whole Hopefully, after about a week, a week or two, they'll say, you know, well, okay, we've proven our point. We can kind of tone it down now. So, yeah, I, it, it's just too. It was it was just too much for me. It, it was it, a lot of that was just unnecessary. James, you're such a boomer. Maybe <laughs> I'm not a boomer. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not a boomer. To, you agree to it? It's too late. Maybe. It's, it's, I'm it's, not it's a boomer. I'm Gen X. You're such a boomer. I'm a I'm Gen X, sir. Thank you. Get it right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're, you're like Gen Alpha, like in the beginning. It was James. Well, you don't want to pick that apple and pass it along. That's probably you. Probably did that, didn't you? You look like the guy that would have done that. Just wrong. I'm not condoning your bullshit. <laughs> we I'm love you. Gonna, I'm 
not we love the, the Tribune Sumo here on the sideline junkies. I mean, if we don't respect our elders, who will? No, you don't. No, you don't respect the elders. <laughs> you, know the kind of, you know the kind of day I've had today, and you just go dig in, huh? If, if you don't laugh. That's, at, that's why That's why the Nubian Sumo has had to be powered by Old Forrester's 100-proof bourbon because today has been, in the words of Ole Anderson, the drizzling shits. Pun intended. Considering that before he left to go out of town, he forgot to turn his water off. No. You know what you did. You forgot to turn your, your water not, off. Dang You come back and wonder what happened. Got a daggone pool in your house. That is not what happened. Allegedly, that's what I heard. Don't be lying to these good people out here who have given us their, who's trusted us with their time to inform them on what is going on in the world of professional wrestling. And they got to sit up here and be, and put up with your bullshit. So in other words, what you were saying was, because of your tender age, you forgot to turn the water off, and then when you got home, your place was flooded. No. That's pretty much what I got out of what you just said. That's what I got out of it. I don't know. But And then when you went and, and cleaned the wax out of your ears and got, your, and got, and got checked out by a psychiatrist for your mental problems, then you realize, you know, you're the shit. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> what? Like so, Doc? That's what I heard him say. What do you think? Is it me? No, I'm sorry, Mr. Rodriguez. It is not you. James is that old. I've seen his picture. He probably would have the propensity to leave the water on in the bathtub with the stopper in. It can happen. We're not blaming you, James. We're just going to get you like one of them old people pills. So, KG, I know you've been quietly sitting by, obviously, while I have a, a senior conversation with uh, somebody who may have to commit into the home one day. So, Thunderdome. Nah, I pay schools. I, I, I'm not impressed. What? Come on. No, I, I, I guess if said Thunderdome by Don Rodriguez, would you have been impressed then? Then I'd be geeked up because something actually came to fruition, but if it also came with a check. What is checks? Why does it always got to be about money to you? Because when you're good at something, you don't do it for free. Yeah, I believe that. Now, if James spouts the idea tonight, and then in three weeks that idea has come to fruition on TV, but yet they're not when you know James doesn't get the credit, WrestleManiacs doesn't get the credit. More importantly, Silent Junkies does not get the credit. Yeah, I'm pissed. I really, I'm, 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 I'm not happy with that. You know, because we'll talk about something right now, and then three days later, you know, I asked that that I, I, I shall remain nameless. We'll talk about it on his podcast. You son of a bitch, you got it from us. 
Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who, who stole our stuff and talking? Somebody's usurping our stuff? We got Is that happening? Yeah, it happened. It happened a few times. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. It's like a, 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 a sports uh, uh, no, it's, it, it's somebody in the industry. We're going to have to talk about this. This is the first I've heard about it. Yeah, the Mealy Mouth son bitch stole, he stole one of our topics and said exactly what we had already said. And it was like three days after we recorded and posted. But I, wow. I, I'm, I'm... Are they following us? No, but you, I mean, it's not like we're private. It's not hard. Are we, are we getting a subscribe at least or something? Some bitch got to be listening somehow. Wow. But it's not good. Wow, they're performing a robbery. I feel honored. I don't. I'm going to have to come up with some more ideas. Because when it comes down to it, give credit where credit is due. If I heard something off a dirt sheet, I give credit to that dirt sheet. When I say, this is what I read on such and such. This is what so-and-so said. Right. They got you worked up this week. Uh, I'm just, I'm not here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not here for the shit. Man. I'm not. So, just for clarification, ladies and gentlemen, I personally was not ready for Heal KG this week. I, I, I'm kind of thrown aback. I figured, if anything, he'd be like, it looked cool. I can't wait to be on it for SummerSlam. And now he's just blowing my mind. And, uh, I mean, we almost creeping up on a Sam Jackson episode. We won't go there. Because I don't think we need to. But I do agree. In all jest, it would be nice to get uh, a little bit of uh, uh, credit for the, the treatment or the concepts. Just saying, hey, yeah, that wasn't a bad idea. We appreciate you guys uh, slinging it out there. Putting it into the atmosphere. Because we would have not have thought of it, 9 out of 10, uh, if you hadn't said something. Probably wouldn't have called it Thunderdome, though. But that, that's, that's a whole other thing. Even though I'm a Mad Max fan, so I don't know. But it would be nice for Tina Turner to show up on one of those video monitors. Just saying. Just for continuity of what it was. Maybe a little master blaster. We don't hero. <laughs> there you go. Now he's feeling better now. Got a little song in him. So since now that KG is gone and he's feeling a little better about himself, James is drunk. So I think it's a perfect time to put a pin in it because we really have to talk about the most pressing thing when we come back from break and the push. And that is, without a shadow of a doubt, making sure that there is no three-way ties. Speaking of stealing other people's ideas, nobody is taking my answers and trying to get the right picks. SummerSlam is tomorrow. One of us needs to be the pick champion for SummerSlam 2020, brought to you by the Thunderdome. So when we come back, well, I'm going to make some picks, as always promised. I've been doing it for the last two years. Happy upcoming anniversary, KG. And for those two years, overall, I have been the picks champion wiener. 
and I would like to stay that way. So we're going to start a whole other two-year run with me being the best and James and KG sealing my answers. So when we come back, we will see what those answers will be. Welcome, welcome to yet another installment of The Push. Delonte representing the sideline junkies. And tonight's uh, edition of The Push will be takeover-based. Um, I happened to catch most. I'm not going to lie. I, happened to, I didn't watch the whole event, um, but I happened to catch uh, the majority of the event. First off, congratulations to uh, my favorite wrestler, Karrion Cross, who's the brand-new NXT champ. Like I said, man, this this dude is like the Brock Lesnar, in my opinion, the Brock Lesnar of this era of wrestling. Um, I know, you know, in the past NXT's had Finn Balor, Demon King, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, uh, Shinsuke, um, and even Adam Cole. You know, I can't take nothing away from him, but Carrying Cross, man, I don't, I can't see nobody beating Carrying Cross. Um, this dude, he, it was Keith, Keith Lee. He put up a good fight, and I think maybe in a, you know, uh, in another week or so, I'll uh, touch on my concern of the short title reign from Keith Lee. Um, Maybe he's on his way to the main roster. I don't know, but that was pretty short. Um, but, again, congratulations to Karrion Cross, And also, I uh, want to send prayers out to Karrion Cross. Uh, I just received an alert uh, moments ago that um, he separated his shoulder in a match. So, um, God, you know, let's let's just hope that, you know, everything is all right. Um, I, I understand that this guy's worked so hard to get to this point in his career and for this to happen on this night will be totally devastating so let's just keep carrying across in our prayers um but i want to talk about the uh pat mcafee adam cole match um and specifically i want to talk just kind of briefly talk talk about adam cole adam cole i think it's really time for him to go to the main roster um Longest reign of NXT champ ever, um, you know, undisputed era. Not sure if they're going to keep them together as a collective and send them all to the main roster together. Um, it would be interesting, you know, to, to see how some of those feuds play out with him or, you know, them on the main roster against um, <clears throat> other people. But Adam Cole, it, that, that was a... That was probably my favorite match in the entire night. Um, Pat McAfee, he has charisma. He has charisma. Um, he has an attitude, you know, where it was entertaining. It was entertaining. He, and for him to be an active football player, the dude, you know, he, he took some risk out there and, and, and it paid off. So hats off to Pat Mac, McAfee. With Adam Cole, you know, him being the savvy vet that he is, you know, he persevered um, and won the match. So... Props to Adam Cole. Um, do I think that feud has ended? Yeah, it's over. Um, they'll probably still continue to trade barbs back and forth, but, you know, great showing by both guys, really. Um, McAfee, you know, with the, the punt um, or the touchback, as as the uh, 
I believe Corey Graves said that was his finishing move. Mm, quite a name, too, the touchback. Um, but Adam Cole, man, just too much experience. Um, despite him being a quote-unquote small guy, as Pat McAfee uh, refers to him as, Adam Cole, man, was just a little too much. Um, Adam Cole, his outlook, uh, like I mentioned, maybe like a you know a couple seconds ago, he should definitely be hitting to the main roster like uh, Monday or Friday. I know you know SummerSlam weekend, you know they a couple NXT wrestlers here and there. They make that transition. Um, if if that's the case, this was a good send off for Adam Cole. As they put him in a great, entertaining match. Um, and in my opinion, it was probably a match of the night. Uh, so, you know, we should see um, him. You, you can take the whole era with you. And then uh, Keith Lee. Uh, I don't think Keith Lee has anything else to prove in NXT. Um, the North American champ, NXT champ. Again, you know, I'm, I'm very little perplexed about that short-ass title reign, but, you know, it's... Triple H is running the show over there, so, you know, he knows what he's doing. But, I mean, I'm I'm not mad at who is the champ. Um, but we got to wait and see because a separated shoulder is a pretty serious injury. Um, so, again, prayers out to Karrion Cross and congratulations as well. This is Delonte representing the Cylon Junkies. Uh, shout out to the brothers, the Don, KG, and the Black Sumo. Everyone continue to be safe. Uh, if you're going out, wear a mask. Um, if you're going out to eat, make sure your table's like six feet away from the other table. Uh, and make sure you watch how the waiter or waitress is handling your food, too. <laughs> Everybody be safe. Peace. Tom James, you come around talking at Tom for. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we back? Oh, hey, guys. We're back. Thank the you, hell? <laughs> That's how you jump in hot, baby. That's how you jump in hot. So wait, I, I, I got that? something to say. Yes, now, before we before we get into picks for SummerSlam, we're coming up on WrestleManiac's two year anniversary, which is the twenty fourth Black Mamba Day. Twenty four. I wanna I wanna address something before we move Ooh. into the picks, and I just wanna address it really quick. I return These two those thing pins and paper clips. <laughs> These two years flown by very, very fast. Uh, absolutely awesome to be able to sit every Saturday night and do a show with you guys. In two years, I've only had one problem, and that's when the People's Choice Don Rodriguez didn't vote for the Road Warriors to be the number one tag team of all time. Oh my God. Are you still on that? It has been two Scandalous. years. Scandalous. Blasphemy. I said there were conditions and things that were looked at. If you go back and listen to that initial episode, you will hear the thought process behind exactly why they weren't number one. And it, I believe, if I remember correctly, it came back to the overall impact of the business long term versus just when they were in their prime. Greatest. Not saying that they're arguably not one of the best tag teams ever. ever. 
But considering everybody that was on the list, I'm not going to spoil what I said, but go back and listen to it. Uh, it was a two-parter, so listen to both parts, <laughs> and you can hear you us in our infancy. When we, when we were just little babies in this, talking about some wrestling, just, just little ones. There was no AEW, and there was no That's Just Nubian segments. Actually, there were no sumos. So, you know, we're just, just little guys, and now we're just big hosses running around, doing whatever you want to do, running crazy, talking about things from just about everything under the sun, from episodes about Dylon, which I enjoyed, uh, talking about the greatest rapper of all time with UKG, to our most scandalous and, 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 and salacious one being the breastfeeding episode. I, I still don't know how we got on that tangent about how Ronda Rousey can adequately be able to pump and store and transport her breast milk if she decided she wanted to return. Um, man, we, we've had some some interesting opportunities. We had a couple WrestleManias under our belt. Now we've got, well, we're podcasting, so we're primed for social distancing and everything else, but a pandemic is still under our thumb. We've incorporated the Nubian Sumo, sumo into the mix, and and he's, I don't know what he's been talking about. You know, James Crazy. He mentioned something, but um, like two years, you're right, has just flown by. That's two years worth of picks that I pretty much destroyed you on. So I come to think about it. Was that a good segue? Yeah, I mean, even though you did pick the Bushwhackers <laughs> ahead of the, the Road Warriors, but it's okay. Oh, my God. Uh, you're not going to let. Are you kind of like trying to set up another pick show, another opportunity for us to debate in a three-man uh, scenario this time, who the best tag team wrestlers of all time. Is that what you're really trying to, to leverage with bringing that back up? I just want to know, you know, as the executive producer. Well, Nubian Sumo would, would, would probably agree with me. I'm just saying. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe once uh, all said and done and we've gotten through SummerSlam and Payback and two episodes of AEW Dynamite and a women's tag team cup tournament finale and the fallout from Karrion Cross winning the NXT championship along with Damian Priest winning the North American championship. Uh, uh, we can have that episode. And we can really celebrate going into uh, our next several years together in our marriage to which neither one of you... Oh, sorry. I had to, Let me stop myself. It was about the Me Too moment. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I had, I had it ready. I was ready for it. it no, you were not pressing the button. I was getting... My hand was over the button. Take your finger off the Elgato, sir. We are I not having that moment today. Right there. At least not by me. Just like your hot pockets last week. What are you gonna pick? And I had three people listen to the show who could verify you said what you said. So Why are you still, I, I, I'm talking about hot pockets. 
Y'all, you were talking about Jordan Grace's hot pocket. <laughs> oh, man. I, and, I, and I had to listen to it. And I said, so, what did he say? He said, Jordan just, Grace's hot pocket. I'm like, okay, check out, you know, her, Adam and Eve, and we'll give him a shameless plug. And uh, code, code word Jordan for whatever discount that she is doing based off her partnership. So there. I have uh, given her and them a shameless plug to make up for whatever James is trying to lie that I said, which I didn't say. Wait, what about the whole... Last week's show, folks. You'll hear for yourself. I ain't gonna say nothing else about it. I'm done. What about the whole uh, Alexa Bliss thing of her taking her her, 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 the fiend's fingers and and putting them in her mouth and, and, and gagging herself? Even my wife said that was a Me Too moment. <laughs> yeah, that was you too, buddy. But <laughs> I don't know who the stream was plug on that one. <laughs> I got in trouble for that. I, didn't I got in trouble. <laughs> I was being descriptive, as Jim Ross would say, to make sure that you painted a vibrant picture of what happened. That's all I was doing. And that's what it looked like. Crassman, Crassman. Yeah, that's you. Oh, man. Um, I got for that. Thank you. And, and anything else y'all want to get me on? While I'm in front of the firing squad? I mean, you know, might as well take your shots now before I turn Teflon again. No? No? That's nope. it. Uh, you can go ahead. You'll you 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 you'll come up with something else for us to talk about eventually. So you can't help yourself. Can't help yourself. <laughs> no, the the offender is KG. I am the caller outer. Once in a while. No, not not in those two cases. <laughs> hey man, I, I can't. I, I'm sorry. I want to do better. I'll go to some classes. He's a chauvinist. Chauvinist. <laughs> I don't like you guys. So, coming back full circle, not really, but we're talking about SummerSlam. Picks, I'll go first, just to prove that not only am I the best picker, but I'm going to give you guys the answers to the test, because that's what I do. It's the least I can do. So, we'll start with uh, probably what'll be on the pre show Matt Riddle versus Baron Corbin. It's one of those, we got to give Riddle something to do. Uh, Corbin is Corbin, so he's just going to be the heel. doesn't matter who you put him with, he's just going to be that heel that's just going to drive the storyline, and the face has just got to run, run its course. Now, truthfully, truthfully, I would like to see Baron Corbin beat Matt Riddle. But... Riddle is still fresh. He's still new. He's, he's like that little toy that you just got and you want to play with. I only speak about that because the kids and I just watched Toy Story 4, which the ending was pretty sad since it realized it was the last Toy Story, potentially, as we know it. So that's the best I'd tell you. No spoilers here if you haven't seen it, but great watch. So I'm going to give my pick for Matt Riddle just because he's a fresh new toy that is going infinity and beyond, and, you know, that'll be that. 
Now, they could have a rubber match of payback, but I'm going Matt Riddle nonetheless. So, KG, Matt Riddle, or your king, to which it's just about, we're getting close to king of the ring time, aren't we? He's been king for a long time. Mm. They throw King of the Ring around whenever they want to, whenever they feel they need it. So, no, yeah, but nobody has been King of the Ring for two years. And my point exactly. <laughs> so, if they want to make him King of the Ring for two years, they'll make him King of the Ring for two years. Or, you know, if they, they, they throw it in when they feel like they need it. So, I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. So, it's just uh, so who was, who was the King of the Ring? Who was King of the Ring before Corbin? That was somebody that was King of the Ring before Corbin? My point exactly. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that, sir. Like, yeah, uh, it's been a while. So, KG, who you got? Uh, Baron Corbin. You know what? I haven't picked Baron Corbin in about a year and a half. Give me Baron Corbin. Okay. James? Yeah, I think I'm going with Baron Corbin, too. All right. So that'll be an easy win for me. So, James, you got the next pick to go first. And this one has become pretty interesting based off of the announcements from Friday Night SmackDown. And that being that now the match between Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose is a no DQ loser leaves WWE match. So he went from hair versus hair, I guess eventually became someone's like, no, uh, to somebody has to leave. And I don't know about you guys, James, I'll let you make your pick in a second, but I got a smelling suspicion that the loser is somehow going to become a part of retribution. Just a feeling, but I'll let you go ahead and make your pick. Now, is the new stipulation the only stipulation, or do they leave WWE ball-headed? Well, it sounds like it's the only stipulation. Because uh, uh, Sonya was saying that she wants to elevate it to another level. So in order to go to another level, technically by definition, you have to leave the previous one behind. So I'm assuming that it's just elevating to... The match becoming no DQ and loser leaves. So the hair stays intact. Uh, that's a hard one because who's the most expendable of the two? Neither. Uh, I'm going to go with Mandy. Okay. KG? Mm, I'm gonna go with well, no, I'm gonna go with Sonya. Wow, so you think they're going? Uh, Mandy's gonna be out? Huh? I'm gonna how, go with. Uh, I'm Lisa. No, I mean, how often has she been on TV in the last three months? Come on now. Well, she's they're still running the angle with her and Otis. She Let's is see. out of there. Uh I think Mandy's going to beat Sonya. Unless there's an injury that we don't know about, that would be the reason why 
it would be a no DQ, meaning that pretty much all of it's going to be a, a, a street fight all over the daggone building. Then that would be the only reason why I would, I would think that she would be out. Like I said, I think Sonya will lose, and then um, she'll become one of the members of Retribution, and then that would be at least one person to whom the name actually applies to. At least the name of the group, that is. And, okay, reinstate her because I want a piece of the pie. And somebody else that also, we'll talk about this in a second, that I think may be another member of Retribution. But uh, I'll leave that up to you guys in a second. So, KG, this is uh, your pick for the United States Championship. Apollo Crews or MVP? Who's walking out with the shiny isk belt? Apollo Crews. On disqualification. On disqualification. Because the Hurt Business will try to interject and it's not going to work. All right. I'm actually going to go with MVP because I think it would make more sense to uh, have him get the belt and then recruit Apollo Crews to the Hurt Business. we'll, We'll see how that plays out. What about you, James? I think it's going to be MVP with a run-in from uh, Shelton or Bob? No. no. Uh, Cedric? Cedric Alexander. Really? Run-in. That would be interesting, just out of nowhere. What about, why not Ricochet? Nah. That would be, that would be extra play, unexpected. They're going to play the jealousy angle Against Cedric versus Ricochet. But Rick, I mean, if Ricochet went heel, Cedric, even all the way back to the Cruiser uh, Weight Classic, he played the, the best face. He's like on Johnny Gargano's level doing his matches back then with, you know, going up against a strong heel. So him versus Ricochet and Ricochet as a heel would be one hell of a match. And yeah. you know, for, you know, yeah, but we you were playing off of what happened two weeks ago when they had the three, they had the six man tag, and Apollo chose Ricochet over Cedric to wrestle with Ali, and then MVP came out and, and started talking to Cedric like, you know, hey. Why would he pick your ricochet over you? You his boy, right? You know, he must have felt like you would get you were the weak link because you got that you took that uh full uh Lashley just like he did. So you were the weak link out of every, out of the four of y'all. And as soon as he got through talking to MVP, he kind of threw his cup, whatever, and you know, he was all all upset and whatnot. And you ain't seen him since. Because Jada yeah. didn't do it with him last this this past SmackDown. So yeah, it could go either way. I mean, I can see I Ricochet still... as a he as a heel. I've seen Ricochet as a the heel. He plays a pretty good heel, but I've also seen Cedric as a heel. Yeah. And I like Cedric as a heel more than I do Ricochet as a heel. So and so yeah. 
I think it's going to be Cedric doing a run-in because Lashley and Sheldon can't come out without him being disqualified. So Cedric comes out, joins the Hurt Business, and then they start the feud between him and Ricochet. So, for the related uh, side story, KG, do you think it's a smart idea for them to incorporate Nia Jax into the Hurt Business? Or would you rather them go for Tamina? Because they need a female. Especially with them interacting in Raw, Underground, allegedly running it, but not run- Who knows what, what's going on with that? But I think they need a, a, a female as part of the Hurt Business. Who who are you feeling? Nia Jax. Because what does everybody say? Oh, Nia's trash. Everybody she works with, she hurts. Why not? Why she back off on uh, Shayna Baszler on Monday? I don't know. But, oh, speaking of Nia. Did you you not ask her? No. That's the heel thing to do. Did you see her when she climbed over the wall in those jeans? We're, we're, we're skating the line. We're skating the line. And it's over the buzzer. <laughs> and it's over the butt. Not even a segment away. It's still in the same segment. You skate the line. Not... All right, man. I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. But she, I like Her head was great. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, that was some nice braids. Oh, he made it through that one. What about you, James? Same question. I guess why not? We'll get a different perspective. Who would you like to see female-wise put in with the Hurt Business? Nia? Actually, shoot, we can even throw in Sasha Banks, I guess, But uh, if you wanted to, depending on what happens tomorrow. But uh, Nia or Tamina? Or Naomi? Would be another interesting one as well. Naomi's not ready to go heel yet. So they need her as a face. Tamina would be too obvious. Because she's already a heel. And, you know, whatever. You know, I don't see her as being interesting. Nia would be interesting in that position. But I'm actually looking more toward bringing somebody up to fill that female position, like a Raquel Gonzalez. But she's she's still kind of intertwined with Dakota Kai. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, for right now, yeah. But I mean, she could she she could do that. She could be involved and still be in NXT because they did that with a few guys where you know they were in and out of NXT and wherever because they did it with Bobby Roode. They did it with Bobby Roode for a good minute before he actually went full time. So you're trying roster. to say they were trying to make it a, a bullet club type of thing? Each each uh, yeah, no, show would have members of the Hurt Business? Well, it could. It could. You could have, you could have a, well, I mean, you've already incorporated them into Underground somewhat. You know, they, they had that one appearance where they talk about they're going to take over, and you ain't seen them since. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I'm just looking for somebody else other than Nia. 
No, and, and I'm with you, but they've got to do something with Nia. I, just, I mean, yeah, they got to do, do something with her. I mean, her and a, 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 a storyline with her and Shayna would be good. You know, I can see, I can yeah. see those, those two would be good together. Because in NXT, remember we, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we're having somebody to go and wrestle in that same size build is necessary. We saw tonight with uh, Rhea Ripley facing off or, or, or going uh, nose-to-nose, basically, with um, Raquel Gonzalez in the middle of the ring. Okay, that's one size matchup. Then they also have another person that they can utilize being Mercedes Martinez. So they've got three people of the same large stature that can wrestle each other in in multiple different ways. Whereas there's nobody other than Tamina that they have of that, you know, heavyweight build to wrestle. Naomi can go back and forth, you know, you could throw in Bianca Belair as a maybe, but there's really, you know, no, you know, big, uh, strong, massive uh, persona other than Nia Jax and Tamina. And that's it. So, yeah, or it'd be interesting to just bring somebody fresh in. But then you got to do something because contribution has at least two, maybe three females. We've got at least two confirmed from the you multiple know, weeks. You don't know because they the reason yeah, well, they thought they, they, they started with the original five and now it's what twenty? Well yeah. So you don't know how well, many are actually in there. Well but I've still at least seen two females. Even when this past weekend on uh SmackDown they were doing the uh, the run-in and the beatdown of Braun Strowman. I'm like, okay, are they going to have the females joining in on this beatdown? Yeah, there was at least two women that I saw. If nothing else, every single time from the, the first instance up until now, there's at least been two females. The men can be interchangeable. They could drop it down one, three, four, five. We hire somebody, whatever. But there's always been, at a minimum, two females as a constant. So I think that has to be a sign of a lock. Who okay. it may be is one thing, but that's been a consistent number at a minimum all the way through. I think one time I may have seen a third, but I wasn't sure uh, because of the uh, you know the big oversized sweatshirt. So it was kind of hard to really tell per se. Okay, so what do you think about Miz coming up at the end after the melee ended? I was going to go there, but I, I wasn't there yet. But yes, <laughs> I remember I alluded to uh, earlier in the show that there's one other person that I think, besides Sonya Deville, that may be possibly intertwined. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Not because he was under the hood, but he could be the quote unquote exalted one. Uh, or, and you got to see where I'm going with that for the, the similarities between one show and the other here. Uh, having a massive group of people with hoods and masks on attacking people. But, yeah, I think Miz may be uh, the mastermind. Morrison probably doesn't know from a storyline perspective. But, yeah, that would make sense. 
because uh, he's too, in my opinion, faced up right now because he's got several episodes more frequently that he's been doing of uh, uh, Ms. TV. And, you know, he's doing all the jokey joke things and having fun with Morrison. But in the midst of that, you're watching him on the trailers, commercials, and the actual show for Cannonball. So it's kind of like we're getting Mike Mizan and, and then Miz and Marie. So we're getting a lot of uh, like the Miz type of situations. And then you just have them make a jokes about uh, a face for a moment. And then, oh, okay, here comes this person. And then that's it. So never really keeping the Miz as a strong heel. So they have to work that in. Now, they, there is a little bit of a swerve now that he's on Talking Smack, which is kind of interesting, or Talking Smack 2.0, because a lot of the social media had um, Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, right. And then they just, on Friday, said, oh, yeah, starring The Miz. So I'm not sure how that has changed. I haven't seen anything yet. I uh, wanted to be reporting as to why that was that little bit of a snafu or late change. Don't know. Unless Xavier got the nod and he has been in conversation with G4, and that would be a conflict of timing and recording. So he wouldn't be able to do the talking smack unless he was actively wrestling again, but he could do G4 from his house. So we'll have to see if that actually is something. That's the only thing I can think of as to why they would have made that change, considering that all the advertising that was tweeted out uh, Instagram dial, Facebook dial, whatever, had uh, uh, Caleb Braxton and Xavier Woods on it. Mm. Now, so, uh, now that Renee Young has quit yeah. WWE. But her, her uh, non-complete compete clause is, whoo, yeah. I think she's probably in that six months to a year non-complete compete clause type of scenario. I say it's, it's locked. It's strict. She doesn't be care. Nothing. Which is fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's, she's good at home and uh, yeah. Mox is out doing his thing. But will right. she end up in AEW? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I wouldn't mind, to be honest with you, if I was her, she could take a page out of Brandy's book and actually start wrestling and start training. Because how many times has she been, quote, unquote, called out on, you know, by the women? You know, what you going to do? With I, don't wanna, I don't want to see her wrestle. Why not? I don't, I, don't, I don't need to see her wrestle. At least be able to take bumps and do other stuff like that. She can be out there with Mox. She can run an angle and actually be involved in that level. But for somebody that's not been trained to take bumps and, and do things and stuff like that, why not? She doesn't have to be the best at it, but she just has to have a, a workable ring knowledge and have time to train and, and to do things to be able to have well, she's probably already a done that. She's probably already done that. I mean, she's been in the WWE long enough to where somebody is, she's going to be have tell somebody that she's interested in learning how to take a bump. Well, if, yeah. Mox, if Moxley hasn't done it with her. Yeah. So, I'm I mean, not, but, but I, don't wanna, I don't necessarily want to see her in a mixed tag with Moxley, Cody, and Brandy. <laughs> not Cody and Brandy, but I mean, it could be somebody else. And you know, she, it, you know, you know how things happen. Just a mixed tag comes to fruition. 
And she's like, you know what? You want to fight? Okay, I'm down. Let's go. Next week. Doesn't have to be a reoccurring thing, but why not? Nah, I'm good. Because she would overshadow everybody else from, uh, unless there's going to be a, a subsequent show, but it's not going to be the podcast because you've got Shivani and Aubrey doing the podcast. Uh, Brandy's got a cooking show, so she's not going to do a cooking show, even though she's writing a cookbook. Um, what, what would she do? Dasha's the, the ring announcer slash performer. Uh, if she continues to wrestle, or if that's just a one-off thing for the tag team. Uh, she, could, she could do dark. She could be a commentator for the TNT show. And they yeah. eventually come If they eventually okay. bring it up, yeah. Yeah, she could do. She could. She could do that. One, either one of those. She could. She could do. She could, Speaking of what, she, she could take, we'll cover it next week. She could take Excalibur's play. I don't because I don't, we don't know when Excalibur's coming back. If he comes back. After what he's after his incident, but hey, if they bring back Sammy Guevara, I guess they'll bring back Excalibur. But uh, yeah, yeah, he, she could replace Excalibur on on AEW Dark with um, Taz, because I think they worked together before. You know, when oh, Taz yeah. was there, I think oh, yeah. she, just, she just started out whenever she was just starting out whenever she was working with Taz. So they've worked together, and then. Uh, she, if they, whenever they get the TNT show, she could be like a third person or a second person or whatever the case may be yeah. on the on the uh, announce table. Yeah, I can see that Back, backstage was, backstage interviewer or whatever, you know. Yeah, that would be something interesting. Shivani, um, Jim Ross, and then uh, Renee. So. I can get with that. So, Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio. James, who you got? I got to give it to Seth just because I don't see I don't see Dominic getting the win on this. One. It wouldn't make sense for him to get the win on this. One. Now, Ray Mysterio is going to be there. Yeah, yeah, Ray is going to be there. But where would that put Seth if Dominic beats him? It wouldn't hurt Seth Rollins at all. That 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 kill that would keep that kills Seth Rollins. I'm sorry, that kills Seth Rollins for a so. for a rookie, quote unquote. To beat him in a street fight, that I think I think that would kill him. So yeah, so unless he's uh, actually going to go off and go with Becky and whatnot for her last few months of pregnancy, you know, unless he's going to you know take a break, which I doubt he is. He, he was supposed to do it when she first left, and he's still around. So. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I'm going with Seth on this. One. I'm going to go with Dominic, just because, from a number standpoint, it's not in Seth, Seth's favor. Because yeah, Seth has Buddy Murphy, but he's going up against Dominic, Rey Mysterio, and Humberto Carrillo. So that's at least three on two. 
if they decide to go in that direction. That's three kendo sticks. That's that's a lot of of pain that could be uh, administered. And then that's also not factoring in the fourth person that's not Lucha, Aleister Black. So it could be the the crumbling of the quote-unquote kingdom because everybody that he's tried to put the eye out and, and he's tried to sacrifice, so he has sacrificed, is now coming back to get their pound of flesh via kendo stick, which, again, would set him up to take this break, depending on, we don't know if they say, hey, Becky, you may be delivering a little earlier, so be prepared or, or stuff like that or whatever, and he's going to take that time for them to do the marriage thing and work it out however best they can work it out based off of COVID because it's, I would hope they would want to get married before the delivery and to set all those things up and, and you know, ma, her mom to come down, you know, put all those pieces uh, of the puzzle together and spend that time and just take a break for a moment. Give uh, give the gimmick a break. So that that's what I would envision if that was the, the background thing that was happening for the, the real life because we could take a break from Seth and then bring somebody else in and then bring him back as whatever. <laughs> KG, are you uh, on Team Dominic Mysterio or are you uh, still rocking and rolling with the Monday Night Messiah? I'm ready for the Monday Night Messiah thing to hold. Just go away. Go, 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 go be with your woman during the most important months of her pregnancy because you're killing me, Smalls. Give me Dominic. So you want Dominic to win? All right. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So I, I talked about this last week. Do you guys think he's going to don a mask? No. Now he's got an outfit no. that he's going to be wearing. No. He did a glimpse of it. Okay. What about you, James? Uh, he's not going to wear the mask. I still would like him to. I think it would be pivotal for for his career if Ray is going to retire. I think that that would be the moment to pass the torch, not you know what WWE is concerned, but just of that that mantle of Mysterio to uh, the next member of the family. Okay, so next match, I get first pick on SmackDown. Women's Bailey or Oscar. So I have Bailey winning because she has been losing several times this week and the past week and the week before that. So I think it's uh, time to keep the belt on Bailey. I wouldn't take it off of Bailey, but. The other side of the coin, maybe so. We'll talk about that match in a second. So, uh, KG, Bailey, or Oscar? And keep in mind, James' finger is on the button. I ain't got nothing to say. All I'm going to say is uh, <laughs> Oscar. Really? Uh, I'll keep that to myself. Okay. All right. What about you, James? Is Bailey walking out as a Bailey two belt or those straps? 
I say Bailey wins and Naomi gets the next shot. Okay, that's fair enough based off what happened on Friday. All right, so while you're still uh, nice and spry, James, the other side of uh, the, the all the titles, Sasha Banks versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Oscar wins, and that starts to break up between the two, between Bailey and uh, Sasha. So you're saying the golden role models will not be too role modelish. All right. What about you, JG? It depends on payback whether they stay or how long they stay around. If they lose the belts at payback, then yeah, that'll just yeah. Uh, that's that's WrestleMania. That that that's. That's potentially the way it seems. If I had to pick something right now, that would be my main event for WrestleMania would be Banks versus uh, Bailey. Out of any active storyline that's going on right now, I think that one has the most backstory and you could produce the best sizzle reel and the best treatment and you could outdo it and just go ham with that. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, KG, who you got? I got to disagree with James. I think uh, Sasha's going to win, and that's going to start to break up. Because you, you pick Oscar. You pick Oscar. Uh, yeah. So I, I think. Yeah, okay. Right. I think. And that'll cause the jealousy between the two because Bailey's been on top for so long, and Sasha had to climb up and get to that level. Now, if you knock Bailey down a couple of pigs and Sasha's still on top, you know, well, I should be the champion. Then maybe you you parlay it out, and um, maybe Survivor Series, them two go against each other, and you guess you could do a lot with them, a lot. But maybe Survivor Series would be your culmination. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go uh, with Empress of tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Banks is gonna gonna lose. And like we've already talked about, that's going to set up the, uh, the the downfall of the golden role models, potentially. Especially considering that payback is next week. So, all right. So, KG, you get to uh, jump out with the first pick. Universal Championship. Braun Strowman versus The Fiend. The Fiend wins it back. Braun Strowman loses his mind. Mm-hmm. All right. James? I say The Fiend wins. And Alexa Bliss will have something to do with it. I concur because she was surprisingly absent this week on SmackDown. So, yeah. I think it's a smart move because... If the Fiend loses to Braun, what do you do with the Fiend character at that point? And that in lies the problem. So, all right. But will, will that uh, particular scenario that you hashed out, and, you know, I got in trouble for because I got called in DJ's office for that, but will that scenario happen tomorrow night? Uh, no comment. Mm-hmm. I bet. Not give me. Not you. Not double dipping on me. 
talking about some daggone whatever the fiend does to Alexa Bliss is what the fiend's going to do to Alexa Bliss. Or what Alexa Bliss does to herself. I'm really not talking about that. Hovering. Hovering. You know. Not in me, buddy. (laughs) No, sir. No, sir. So, what I think is going to be the main event, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I say that because, obviously, you're going to tell me in a moment, but I think Randy Orton needs to win, and that, that's who I'm picking. I like Drew, but I think this would kill Randy for a while because there's nobody else. For him to run up to at that level again at the moment. So I think Randy Orton is going to win the belt. James? Randy wins and sets up for Roman Reigns' comeback. Uh oh. KG? I have to concur. Randy wins, sets up for Roman Reigns' comeback, but it's going to fall short. And not gonna happen the way everybody thinks. I think if Roman does come back, Randy will beat Roman. Just because, yeah, you couldn't do Mania and you couldn't do this, and yeah, so you're not gonna come back and be the big dog on top. You may cut a couple promos, but you're gonna catch that RKO, or you're gonna get that low blow to the RKO. You're not going to win on your first shot. Coming back. So, I agree with that. Speaking of uh, shots coming back, how do you guys feel about the current treatment of Finn Balor right now? Him coming to NXT, I was like, all right, that's cool. That, that's We talked about that. That's shaking things up. But we're not getting anything out of this Finn Balor run. He's cutting these promos, but... Why are they doing Finn Balor like that? He's there to build. He's there to build people up. He's not there to win necessarily. You think? You think his uh, contract is even close to expiring? He's tapping because that'd be interesting for Balor to end up uh, with his uh, Bullet Club brethren. I can see Finn going back to Japan. I'm talking about AEW. Screw AEW. He'll go back to Japan before he goes to AEW. Why? Because he's got unfinished business in, a- in uh, New Japan. He got unfinished business with, uh, you know, um, Kenny Omega and stuff like that, too. Nah, because he never faced Kenny Omega back in the day. Exactly. Why wouldn't we get the dream match? Because Kenny Omega is a Kenny Omega. What That... Again, why wouldn't we get the dream match? If there's any catalyst to bring back the cleaner, come on now. No. He, he goes back to New Japan to win the, win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Because, he was, because when he was in New Japan, he only got to become the junior heavyweight champion. And he won the junior tag titles. He never got the Intercontinental belt. So 
he needs to go back and because he needs to go back to New Japan as a heavyweight and win the IWGP title, become Prince Devitt again. Okay. He, can go, he can go to AEW anytime. So as the IWGP champion, he could come to AEW and do uh, a couple matches. No, because AEW and IW and uh, New Japan don't get down, along. Down the road, James. I mean, at this point, everybody's got to work together. We're, we're in unique times. As everybody has said many times and heard many times, we're in unprecedented situations. If they're not doing it, if they're not doing it now, why would they do it in the future? Because yeah, plus, plus, you have to realize it's all on AEW. It's not on. It's not necessarily New Japan. It's the yeah, young but, bucks that are salty. The young bucks and uh, salty at New Japan for the way they got treated when they were there. Yeah, but. If uh, Tony Khan's like, so we can have a match with Finn Balor versus Kenny Omega on TNT or at a pay-per-view, I need you guys to go over to Japan and smooth that out today. Well, Kenny Omega and uh, Cody Rhodes, Cody has already been trying to go to New Japan to build up a relationship. But they ain't having it because because of the way the, the way the young bucks treated them. Well, this is that time to to, to to make amends. I mean, if that would if you could make that match, then why not? That, that's when sometimes you need to just go ahead and bite the bullet, spend the money, do what we need to do, advertise, invest, blah blah blah. Because as they shown uh, tonight, NXT UK is coming back in September. That means that the ball is starting to move forward again on the WWE side of things. And one of those balls that was moving forward was for them to get that footprint in Japan. There's still opportunity there. There's still some other um, uh, places for them to go, to buy, uh, to, to, to invest in, whatever, do whatever they're going to do to get uh, that brand out there. So... Everybody else, New Japan, is like, okay, if that, that machine is starting to come in our direction, we got two options. We got to start reaching across the, the aisle on one or two sides of the street. Which one is going to be the, the, the best fit for us? The one that's going to be hard on it, and this is what we do, we're WWE, this is it. Or the other one that's a little bit more liberal, being AEW. Well, that's why. That's the reason why AEW went with that OWE or whatever it was in China, that startup in China, rather than right. trying to concentrate on trying to do something with New Japan. Because they could have did something with Zero One, they could have did something with All Japan, they could have right. did something with DDT because they had the relationship with DDT through Kenny Omega, but they chose not to. You know, so yeah, they could have. They could have if they wanted to. But well, you know, the, the young bucks is sour with that relationship. Yeah, well, I mean, every every sour relationship can be brought back to life. We saw that a thousand percent to be proven when Ultimate Warrior went into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so hey, you should see, and I'm getting I'm giving a free plug right now because you need to actually listen to this podcast if you don't if you haven't heard it yet. It's Thomas Island it's from Tomatonga with the Bullet Club one of the original members of the Bullet Club. Mm -hmm. And he always talks about 
how it's a whole nother mentality, a whole nother level of respect and and honor when it comes to Japanese culture. They take thing they take things with a little more oomph when you say oh, yeah, something. We, and we've seen that, we know that. So, you know, for you you can say something here that, you know, people will roll out for their backs and like you said, no harm, no foul, let's make this money. But with them, you say the same Brian, thing with yeah. in, in, in the Japanese culture, and you disrespected them all the way around, and there's no coming back from that. Yeah, but so, I'll, I'll throw this out to you just to show how hands have reached across the aisle that normally wouldn't. For many, many a move, Sony was like, we don't like Microsoft. We don't like that American thought process. We don't like the fact that you like to boast your money. When I say all that, I'm talking about Bill Gates. Uh, you know, we don't we don't like your product, blah, blah, blah. You know, what your studio, you, you, no. Microsoft was the devil, for lack of a better term. Now, hey, uh, we're looking to do some mobile things. Can you help us out? Sure, Sony, let's shake hands. All it took was somebody else running the show. Phil Spencer on the, the Xbox side of things praising Sony, and when he was uh, in position, Sean Layden praising Microsoft on their things and their innovation. Nintendo's autonomous. They're like, we know y'all going to steal our ideas anyway. We're just going to stay in our lane and do Mario. But now, Sony is doing cross-play, something they didn't allow to happen. They were refusing to let people from PlayStation play with Xbox people. Like, that just, no. That was unheard of 10 years ago. Now it's happening. They're partnering together on the technology and stuff for mobile uh, devices for Sony. The only way they can make that happen is with some, some Microsoft uh, work out here and, and help and assistance for the most part to be able to get it right through Android and everything else. So it's happening. It's happened. And eventually we'll find out what the, the brainchild and, and the ideas are going to come from that. But just the fact that those two entities are having conversations, and it's all been about pride with uh, that Japanese thing in Sony, because like I said, boasting heavily, we got the best product, we do this, we don't need that, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, they were going in, like the foot was so far in the mouth, I could see the shoelaces through the crack of the behind. That's, you know, how boisterous it was for a while in that, that war that was butting between the two. And now it's, hey... I'm good with it. If you're good with it, let's work it out. We're still going to battle, but it's friendly competition because competition is going to breed better product and better product is going to keep things going. So if those two can do it, it's possible on the wrestling side of things. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, it's possible. I mean, it, no, every, anything is possible. But Tony Khan I mean, is never, that guy that never, can have that never conversation. Say, never say never, of course, but it may not be I'm just saying at this be point. Because he's progressive. He's outside the box. He wants to give the fans a different perspective, a different feel, a different treatment. Um, so if Tony Khan can do the one thing we thought we would never see, which is wrestling on TNT, not only that, but this is the first time in, what, maybe 20, 20-plus 20 years uh, that wrestling was on uh, Saturday on a TNT, TBS network of sorts. How long has that been <laughs> since we've had 
WCW Saturday Night, the original mothership. Some product happening on uh, a Time Warner station. So if he can make that happen, then and still continue to happen, and and sponsorship is flourishing, and uh, even though they lost one of the, the major supporters uh, from the network. They're still locked in with their multi-year deal. All it is is just a plane ride and a conversation. And then uh, Young Bucks say, "Y'all better kiss some, kiss some Japanese." They haven't dude. had that conversation yet because if they had, the Good Brothers would be in AEW and not in at Impact. Well, well, that could have been strategic as well. Part of their part of their deal was that they could have a cutout. To have dates in Japan with New Japan. Yeah, but think about it. If I got somebody on the ground putting that conversation in the year, who knows how long the Good Brothers uh, um, contract is for? It could be for a year. Hey, we just need you to be there. Uh, You'll eventually, you know, swing swing this way, and we'll do some things. Anything's possible because you got you got to outsmart Vince. And events is becoming a little bit more liberal these days with, okay, let's push this person we normally wouldn't push. Let's put the belt on Damian Priest. Let's, you know, give Bronson Reed an opportunity to be in this match and do this and do that. And, and you know, why not? Yeah, Dominic Mister, whatever. If he's starting to become open to just doing things out the box, like we talked about several episodes ago, maybe a year ago, uh, that needs to happen. If Vince opens up the floodgates of possibility, that is trouble for everybody because we can get what we see at AEW if Vince decides, yeah, whatever, just do it. <laughs> if he says, okay, Shane, run it, then, you know, whatever. So if that happens, then AEW is in trouble. doesn't matter if they got Jericho or whatever. They've got a problem because that's the only thing they can always leverage is that Vince McMahon's product is going to be this because this is how Vince is. This is what he thinks. The old man wants it his way, and it's going to be that that philosophy. But then when they were, oh, what, what? Vince said it was okay. But to do what? Oh, for real? Oh, okay. All right, well, maybe that's just that one week. It's been like four weeks, and Vince said what? Because Vince is competitive, and he does not like seeing the ratings every Wednesday being on the losing end. Because the longer it takes, you're going to blink. And next thing you know, we're at 84 weeks. So, wait a minute, hold on. You're telling us they beat us 84 weeks in a row that's longer than WCW? 85 weeks. So, you're telling me that the company that we own, that we put out of business, has been eclipsed by this other company started up by a wrestler (laughs) and a football guy? No, Vince ain't going to go out like that. I'm just saying, like, he may bring back John Cena as a heel. <laughs> if need be, he may cut the check at Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, part of, remember part of that uh, thing where we sold you to XFL? You come back and wrestle two, uh, two matches because we're going to sell it to you that cheap? Yeah. Um, these are the two dates that we need. Who knows? I'm telling you. Be prepared. Speaking of two matches. Goldberg has four matches, two this year, or two next year, and two in 2022. Mm-hmm. 
left on his contract. Who do you put? Who do you give those matches to? One of them has to go to Matt Riddle because of that conflict that they had. What's up, bro? I'm not your bro. That's that. That's all that needs to be said right there. <laughs> that's a guaranteed match. Um, that'd be the first one. The second one. Just thinking stature wise, who would uh would measure up? Actually, Drew McIntyre. So that that'd be two right there, Riddle and McIntyre. Uh, and then one of them, I'd probably just just to get it one and done and over with. I'd uh, put him in the World Rumble. Doesn't have to win it, but it's a match. And I would put him in a Survivor Series traditional match. So that, because I mean, he doesn't need to be champion. He doesn't need to, you know, all that stuff. And just to, to randomly interject him in the storyline four times would be unnecessary. So it would be two intentionals because we got the footage on it. And then uh, the other two would be the Warrior Rumble as just a surprise and um, traditional eight-man tag. And it could be another Saudi Arabia moment down the road because they still have to do those and fulfill that obligation. So that's what I would do. What about you? You brought it up. What's your thought on that? I agree with you. I I. I... I had I had actually had no clue. I was just wanting to get your thoughts on it, but yeah, I agree with you. What about you, KG? Said it all. Uh, if I got to pick four matches, I agree with one of them being Royal Rumble. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee. I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I just kind of. Long as it's not the Fiend again, long as it's not Roman Reigns, no. I'm okay. I, I can see the Keith Lee one as well. But then again, he's, yeah. I just pick Riddle because they already have the heat. You don't, you don't have to do anything. Like I said that video is already locked in for WrestleMania. It's it's there. <laughs> it's done. We got to beat. So that that that's that. And if I would stack the card to give you what you want, KG, if it's Riddle versus Goldberg, I would also add Brock versus Bobby. Because if they about to give it to them again, make sure you lock this down. What date is it? Eight twenty-two. About to become eight twenty-three. If you're gonna have a down the road full leverage and payoff for Raw Underground, you have one half of the fight already associated through the Hurt business. All they have to do is keep showing up. Nobody's beaten Bobby Lashley. Nobody has beaten Bobby Lashley. Nobody has beaten just week after week after week. And then one week, as we get closer to Mania, guess who decides to advocate for their client being the baddest, period? Paul Heyman shows up to Raw Underground and cuts a promo on Bobby Lashley. But because it's Raw Underground, Bobby chokes out. Paul Heyman. Next week, Bobby's not there. 
for some reason, he's just, you know, on assignment doing something according to MVP. But Brock shows up and beats up MVP and Shelton Benjamin. And then that leads you towards Raw Underground's presence at WrestleMania in the fight we've wanted to see being Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. You're welcome. Silence, silence, hello, hello. Bueller, Bueller. Uh, agreement. But <laughs> if you're going to give it happens, me, we got the date stamp. <laughs> That's if all you're going to give me Brock versus uh, Bobby 13 years later, it better be freaking awesome. It's raw underground. Of course it's going to be. Nope, turn off, turn off, turn off, turn off. They don't have to do that much in reference to a full MMA. We, we see it's scripted A. I don't even know. You can't call it too much of the MMA because we're still throwing elbows and we're not shooting the way we would normally shoot. There's no up kicks and everything. You know, it's like going, you watch Ultimate Fighter, then you watch Raw Underground and you're just calling out stuff. Do this, do that. Dude, it's like, uh, 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 you know, and then, I don't know. But in that atmosphere, we could get that fight. So that would be the double stack WrestleMania. You got the Heat with Goldberg, and then you got Brock versus uh, Bobby Lashley. That, those two right there will put butts allegedly in the Thunderdome seats. <laughs> well, hopefully, knock on wood, people will actually be in the stadium for uh, WrestleMania, at least at 50% or 75% capacity. Just, just something uh, to get that feel back and, and, and get the ball rolling again of a sense of normalcy and, and everything else. So, <sighs> well, gentlemen, I'm not going to keep you much longer or even the folks listening as we start throwing out things that probably well potentially will come to fruition if not both in the same WrestleMania one one year one the other year but yeah it'll probably happen um so we've got the picks locked in once again congratulations KG on uh your brainchild being two years old very soon on the 24 that's uh that's huge and you know definitely appreciate you guys letting me join you and uh, be the producer on this crazy show that we call the WrestleManiacs. And look forward to another year of us going crazy and saying some things and bigger and better opportunities, uh, hopefully down the road, that will allow us to go out and speak to even more of the masses or to annoy probably half of those people by how crazy we can get and off the rails we can show up at. I don't even understand how it happened sometime. Probably because Dylan is the greatest rapper alive, and we just got to spread that word. Garbage. <laughs> I bet you would say it to his face. I bet you I would. I bet you he spit when he rhyme, and he rhyme when he spit. I bet you he does spit, and if he spits on me, gonna die. <laughs> I know, right? This in this climate, not that it is funny, but like I spit when I rhyme. No, that's a felony. Yeah, yeah. Do you have your face mask on, sir? No. Okay. Yeah, you, you gotta go. Sorry, Dylan. This this is uh, not the time to be conducive 
to what you're doing right now. Go to bed. So, gentlemen, unless you guys have anything uh, you want to slide out, I think it's about time for KG to tell them where they cannot hear us at, because <laughs> obviously we're everywhere. Right. But we can also be in these places, so you can advocate for us. And then uh, that'll be that. Most importantly, of course, you can hear us right here on Anchor FM. You can hear us on iHeartRadio. Hopefully, a little bit more soon, uh, sooner than later. Um, you can hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, I said Spotify, right? Yep. Uh, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast. Just Google Sideline Junkies, and you'll find everything. We are the one with the the mic in the middle of the stadium for the logo. That's us. So, and then also it's the twenty third officially. Happy birthday to Kobe Bryant. The twenty fourth yep. is also our anniversary, and it is Mamba Day. So, we're gonna live it up, live it up. Oh yeah, Friday yep. night. And if you have a eight track, you will not hear us on that. Uh, sorry, James, we don't produce that. Uh, vinyl, yeah, we're not going to be on that. If you are still using uh, MySpace, you're not going to hear us on that either. What else was out? Napster, yeah, we're not on that either. Anything else Black that we're not on? Planet. Black Planet. Black, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we may be on that. I think that may exist. <laughs> we, we may still have a presence there. Um, you probably won't find us on Cody, but then again, who knows? We probably are on that too. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think. What else? What else? Old school. Yeah, we're not gonna be on your Walkman or your Discman yet, unless you know we get picked up by a regular radio station. Then yeah, maybe we could be on that. But until then, no. Uh, and if you're trying to get the internet on your uh, regular Nintendo. After blowing a cartridge, sorry. It's not going to work. We're not on that either. But everywhere else that KG told you about, yeah. I think we're still hanging out there somewhere. So, that is us. The Sideline Junkies. Right after NXT. 30. Next week, we'll be discussing two times the Dynamite. Possibly doing some picks for payback, depending on what happens on uh, SummerSlam. Especially, hopefully we can tell you where we were between myself and the big guy. So that way you can go back on the network and watch us and see how sexy we look with our cameras and all that other fun stuff. Hanging out in the Thunderdome during the main event. And uh, hopefully James will have turned the water off in his apartment. So that way the people below him also aren't swimming. And uh, maybe, you know, we would solve world peace or something like that. Who knows? Anything is possible. Or broker a deal between uh, New Japan and AEW for free because they may be listening to us too. Anything else, John? Well, the thing is, if... Uh... WWE, AEW, New Japan all come together. 
that's something else that was predicted here on the sideline junkies Saturday night WrestleManiacs podcast. Just want to go ahead and put that out there now. Yeah, kind of like you know other uh, promotions being shown on the WWE Network. Yep, when worlds well, collide, the yeah. they bought them out. That's the, they're not just on there all willy nilly. They bought them out. They oh, only bought them. They bought Evolve. Not not some of the other ones though. They got the lot. They bought their library. No. Same thing. It's still the same structure, the but yeah. But it's that's why, they, that's why they put them on the network because they bought their libraries. They didn't necessarily buy their ring gear, their rings, or their or, or their names or the logos or whatever. But they got their uh, they bought their libraries, so they put them on the network. What else you yeah. gonna do with them? What else gets you there? I mean, that was our whole uh, concept from the beginning. Is why can't they have a tab for the indie circuit and you get that be the hub, and that's where you go to, and then the people subscribing to see that content, then they pay them out accordingly based off of their percentage of viewership or whatever it may be. So that way everybody is winning, but the network is the core hub of where you go to get that product, even on the impact side of things. Well, they had a they got a they got a deal with impact. But not not showing on the network. I mean, they they, they have a deal with. No, they, uh, have, they have a deal with Impact because you, whenever you, whenever they have somebody who came from Impact or TNA, and they show that footage like they did with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle and some others, they they made a deal. You can see at the end of those shows where they say, you know, thank you to Impact Wrestling, thank you to TNA for providing footage, that type of thing. So they have a deal like that. They even got to deal with the NWA. Yeah, I talked I mean, about that. Got, we show. Absolutely, but I mean, we were talking about like actually showing impact, like last week's episode on the network. Oh, oh no, no, no! Ring of Honor definitely because you know. Uh, ask me what time Ring of Honor come on. Go ahead, ask me, James. Ask me. Uh, let's see. There's Saturday night at one o'clock on uh, WGN. Uh, that, that's a James, what time is it in South Carolina when it comes on? Who the hell knows? <laughs> you need to find a Sinclair broadcasting station. <laughs> That's the problem. All you got to do is go on the, on the Ring of Honor website. I'm already on nine ninety nine a month. They have all the networks that they show Ring of Honor on at what times they show them. Well, leave it to James to be able to have an answer to that question now. You're fired. Because I, that's why you brought me on. Because I'm supposed to know those questions about the Indies, right? It's called doing my job. Damn. I guess he and did with his contract. And I do it very well. Look at uh, I, I guess. Look, yeah. at the, look at the numbers since I've been on. I'm sorry. I can't talk. The demo god is speaking somewhere. You know, yeah. are we, is our numbers good on the I am the I was the demo god before the demo god. <laughs> yes. Oh goodness, as if James didn't have a big enough head. I have that, the fifty Nova because I am fifty. <laughs> I know what the people want. 
What the? I, you know, no, I'm not going down that rabbit hole either. So I think it's time for us to go because James is starting to uh, feel his drink of choice. And uh, we want to make sure that he's able to enjoy that without uh, getting us in a world of trouble. So for myself, the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Wait, what, what, what you got to say, James? What you got to say? I say it's you that gets us in trouble. You got KG in trouble. I get him in trouble. So as I was saying, that would be the Nubian Sumo. And the big guy, KG, over here, we wish you another great week. We will talk to you in seven days or less, depending on if the spirit moves us since it's our anniversary week. Who knows? We could do something else special and, and really get on y'all nerves out, out the blue. So be ready. Be looking out for the WrestleManiacs. If nothing else, we'll be here on Saturday ready, willing, and able to cover everything that you've been thinking about. Till next week. Cut the check, WWE.